the More Jody podcast, December 30th vision episode. I'm like kind of weirded out and also really excited to have this time with you. So I poured myself a glass of wine. I think it's still December, so you should probably do the same. Um, And I'm just going to talk to you today about what you can create in your own life when you think and believe it's possible. So we're going to talk about hope, purpose, truly knowing yourself, how to figure out what you want, and how to step into what you want. But the disclaimer I want to give you is that you need to take everything you hear in life, my life, online, with a grain of salt. Because I don't know your life or your path. Um, I pray for direction to the Lord God all the time, but this episode's not spiritual. So that's an element of my life that I'm not putting in here, but it is a very big part of my life. This is a meat and potatoes episode to help you get clear on what you want and how to go get it. Okay. So the title of this episode is go find your best life. That is a title of action. So you can live a passive life if you want, and that's totally fine. It's your life and you will remain standing still. Notice I didn't say, but because this is an episode to step away from negative feelings and pin pe- that pin people against each other. This is an episode of and, not but. So you can live a passive life if you want and remain standing still. And it's totally your choice. But what you have to remember all the time is that your life is purely a series of your ongoing choices every day. So in small ways, it's like the person who starts to go for walks eventually, not eventually, but over time, they can walk longer, they can walk faster, they can carry weights. It's just increasing your capacity over time in small, manageable increments. Okay. So this podcast episode is truly for everyone. It's not for people, for people just reaching for lofty goals, but for everyone who's going to keep living on this ridiculously insane earth in 2021. And honestly, the suicide rates are higher. So I really hope that is every single one of you that you are committed to stepping forward this year in growth, in possibility, in hope, and in purpose. And if 2020 has taught us anything, it's that the case for hope is detrimental. Like seriously, some days it's literally all I have is hope. Hope for change, hope for tomorrow, hope for heaven help us all the time. It's been a super challenging year for everybody. And interestingly, this might, the fact that we've been facing tons of challenge and struggling might be the only thing that unites a lot of us. We're very divided right now. And I don't think we feel good in a divided state. But even if you don't want to set goals, you still need to live with hope and purpose regardless. So this episode is still for you. So you can listen to this in your car on a run, but I recommend you sit down with a glass of wine and a paper and pen because I have some work for you to do. So this is what I would call a technical episode. These questions are not rhetorical. These are questions you should write down and answer. So the first thing we're going to do just kind of for fun is take stock. I always like to take stock of what happened in the last year. Um, Sometimes you do that and you're just shocked by how much more you grew than you even realized. And so first of all, the government is just as questionable in the way they direct you as you expected when you put that X on your ballot and you still need to think critically for yourself and your family. And apparently also money is just paper that the government can just give endless amounts of, which is fantastic. I I thought there was more to the story than that, but um, we can give and do more for the homeless than we ever realized and in ways that matter to them. 
And that's something that I was super critical of at first because they were giving out cell phones to the homeless. And my son was like, I want one. And I'm like, you aren't homeless. It was very confusing. But then my friend Kate Hutzel on my first episode of the podcast made a really good point to me. And she said one day, I think we've learned what we can do when situation is dire. Well, guess what? Their situation is always dire. So let's learn what we can do and step forward. Kids need two hours of school a day to educate them. Okay. But being at school schools them in a way that grows their resilience and teaches them some good social skills. Some of us now want to homeschool because that was a really unique experience that happened in the spring when the school shut down. But some of us know that that's a terrible decision for our all parties involved. So some things matter more than others, like laughter, seeing people you love, hugging people. I love to hug people and I, I really hug you and then I just like shake my bum a little bit because I'm squeezing you and I just love it so much. I feel like you can feel that from how I said that just now. Breaking bread with people, just eating and being out and not being nervous or afraid of anything, celebrating together. Oh, we never really appreciated these things nearly enough. I miss, I miss church without masks. I haven't been going to church on the island except online, but I just want to see people's lips move. I want people to see my sassy expression. My husband never has to say change your face anymore because you can't see it. It's devastating. Um, sometimes tipping our world upside down is good and necessary and helpful. And I, I think that a lot of us, well, probably all of us can say there were some really good things that have come out of 2020, um, changes that we were forced to make, but that turned out to be really, really good for us that we needed. 2020 has taught us to be more creative and think outside the box. This has totally grown our resilience. I love to hear about the businesses that have become more successful in 2020. And I think it's just fantastic. Most pimples need to be popped, but some go away on their own without you making them fester. So your life was likely too full, too busy, and maybe now you're going to rethink that and you need to don't waste the pain or the learning that came from this year and sit and recognize it and think about it and meditate on it. Let it marinate in your brain. So I'm going to encourage you to sit down today and write some things down and answer some of these questions. I'm going to share with you about my own experience because apparently you want to know that my life is hard like yours and good like yours because social media makes things seem rosier than they are. And I had a lot of grievances this year. Anytime you could see that I went quiet for a while, it's probably because I was taking that life saying, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. So I would go quiet. It's kind of creepy. Ask my staff when I go quiet, it's really creepy. So what did you really learn from 2020? The good, the bad, and the ugly. What new things did you discover about yourself? So I have a couple things I'm going to go over. One was that I had this lie in my head that unintentional living without goals, probably the much the way I lived prior to 2017 was calmer, just as fulfilling and a better way to live. Like I needed to have less goals, be less into my planning and that sort of thing. And I would feel calmer and just as fulfilled. And so once I started living with intentionality, stepping into who I wanted to be, I would crave a life of without coaching goals and growth. I gave it a shot for a few months here and there this year, and I was shocked to learn how much better I feel when I'm actually in the pursuit of something and living intentionally. I know this sounds kind of crazy and might only resonate for some of you, 
But what I learned was that I don't want to go back to that way that I was living. I may slow down with my goals from time to time, but living on purpose and chasing things brings me a ton of joy. And I love to look back and see the journey and see where I've come over time, but we're all totally different. And I'm talking about me here. So this was really true for me. So now I plan intentional days and nights where I do nothing, but I don't do it for months at a time. So I've learned that adding it in and slowing down my goals is better than just stepping away from everything I want in the future completely. And one thing I'm I'm not proud of is when I look back on how I handle the ups and downs, I realized that I let my staff, I manage, um, well, as of January, I'm going to manage three insurance offices on Vancouver Island, but I, I realized that I let my staff ride on my emotional roller coaster for the first half of the year. And this hurts to admit because I would have thought that I was above that leadership wise. Um, and the upside is that we bonded a lot, but in the second half, I worked harder to be their stable leader. And that was something that I, I really discovered about myself. What am I thankful for? What are you thankful for? So I love my three boys more than I ever knew. And I know that seems cheesy or cliche, but it's, it's really true. I protect us way more than I ever did before. So I work, I'm going to work going forward to protect us by not overcommitting to stuff and filling my life with stuff that doesn't matter the way they do. If it isn't a heck yes, it's certainly a hell no. So that's something I've kind of learned this year. Um, I started the year wanting to put more good into the world, the beginning of 2020. And as the year wraps up, I'm shocked and thrilled to say that I made 50 videos that either provided comedy encouragement or some level of coaching. I created a podcast with zero idea on how to do that. This is my 13th episode and I'm super shocked and honored to say that it has been played 1400 times. What in the actual heck is happening? I truly want to brighten this world up and I want to help you uncover why you are here and how you best serve the world in a way that lights you up and others, because I think that makes the world a better place. The more whole you are and aware you are of what's happening in your life and how you live your life and how you interact with those around you, we're all better off for it. And That's what I want more of for 2021. How can I do more of that with all of you? What do you want to do differently in 2021? I want to serve my community and the environment more, which seems kind of weird, but I want to make sandwiches for the homeless. I want to talk to addicts and get to know them. I want to stop buying Ziplocs and use bread bags like my mom did. And I thought it was so ghetto when I was a kid. I want to pick garbage with my kids. In fact, today for Christmas, my kids got... Um, metal detectors from their Nana, who's so excited. And they are so excited to go find junk at the beach. And then I thought, this is actually, this works really well with my picking up garbage because everything that's not, you know, a diamond ring, we're going to just put in a bag of garbage. And that's great for the environment. I am furious when I, furious, like I don't even have words for how much my blood pressure increases when I see masks on the ground. And I feel physically ill when I see them on the beach. Like, I just know that's going to be in a whale's stomach and I get sick about it. And so this sounds stupid to lots of you, but for some reason, God made me seriously passionate about garbage and I'm wired a certain way. You're wired differently. So use the way that you're wired for good. 
Don't use it to sit around and be mad about masks on the ground or garbage on the beach. Get out there and pick it up or whatever that translates to in your life. Bring others along with you and spread the goodness. There are a million things I don't give a rip about and that's fine because maybe you give a rip about those things. It's perfect. My weaknesses are your strengths and vice versa. Are you the same person in relationships? Did your relationships evolve and grow? Suddenly you realize that your spouse is going to be the only person you see and you may have decided this year that you liked them more than you thought or less. I think divorce rates are actually up. I feel like I did hear that. Fortunately, I realized that there are a lot of ways I was not showing up and loving my husband the way that he needed. Like, I think we take a lot of time and look at others and we're like, oh, they're not doing this or they're not doing that or whatever. And I flipped it and really looked at what I was doing. And I saw a lot more good in him than I had taken time to realize previously. And so often our marriages can be like ships in the night. And I refuse. I need to refuse to live like that because that's not a marriage. That's like roommates. Okay. Let's address whether or not you can see a better, bigger, or brighter future for yourself. Remembering this isn't defined by monetary success, but by passion and alignment with what you feel you are meant to do. So out of 10, how pumped are you to spend your days? I always think you should be 80% happy with what you do all day. Nothing's perfect and every vocation has parts that we don't love, but nailing 80% seems reasonable to me. If you're at 90%, I want you to send me a DM because maybe I should have you on my podcast to talk about the way you spend your life and how much you love it. Did you grow up being asked what you really wanted and brainstorming your future? None of us did this. I feel like none of us did this. If you had, maybe your mom was like a motivational speaker or something. I don't know. But what did you really learn in high school comm class? Who remembers comm class, career and life management? I learned how to put a condom on a banana and that is it. And it hasn't helped me in life at all, right? So remembering and recognizing that you haven't really taken the time to do vision planning before or to set goals and intentions is the first step. Just recognizing this is weird to you and just going through the process anyway, I think is super helpful. And full disclosure, in all honesty, I hate the term dreamer. I think of myself as more of a brainstormer and then a doer. But those aren't fancy words and they don't sound cool. But a dreamer makes me sound like a, um, I don't know, a drifter, gypsy, weirdo. There's, I don't know who decided that only crazy people dream of a better life. But someone definitely decided it wasn't logical to pursue great things back in the day. Because I feel like all of us have elements of this inside of us. And there are so many sayings that back this crap up. You can't live with your head in the clouds and your feet on the ground. False. You can, you just have to be really tall and you have to have a really low ceiling, but it's definitely possible. But what if you gave your mind space? What if you sat alone with your thoughts and closed your eyes? Forget what you think or where you've been told your ceiling is. Forget what you think is possible. And remember, whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. That's one saying that actually works out pretty good. But do you know where you shine? Do you know? Most people don't know. And this one kills me because I'll affirm something in people occasionally and their face lights up. Like I can tell they've never heard that before. It makes me sick. Start affirming in others what you see in them. 
and you'll see them light up. And this matters. They need to know, they need to be affirmed in that stuff. Do you know what makes you special? What do you gravitate towards? What brings you the most joy? Guess what? Write that down too. Once you give your mind permission and allowance to ask yourself what would bring maximum value to the world based on your talents and passions, your brain just goes to work on these things. Once you think of these things, you can think on these things. And your brain going to work just sweetens the deal. Have you ever heard the saying that where your mind goes, your body will soon follow? So what would bring the best quality of life to your everyday? What would bring the best quality of life to your family? It's not just money. It's you being around, you spending time, you being so fired up about what you do every day that you're buzzing because you're passionate and you're engaged in your own mission. What would make you feel proud, inspired, and challenged when you fall into bed at night? Just like you've lived full out all day. Alternately, you can focus on the negative. You can stay standing still and you can decide that you weren't made to do hard things. And then you can see what sort of outcome this leads to. You need to know that I have all the same blockers you have. Lies I believe, ceilings I think are there, opinions of others who make me feel stupid and want to throw everything away, the lie that what I'm doing doesn't matter and no one's listening and there's no important, there's no point to creating a beautiful life. Status quo is easier. Here are some common walls that I see as soon as I ask someone what they want. And they tell me why it's impossible. They tell me why that can't happen. Don't let your current reality extinguish your dreams and goals because of the stability it represents. Don't let your current reality extinguish your dreams and goals because of the stability it represents. Don't let your current reality extinguish the dreams and goals you have because of the stability it represents. Honestly, this is as much for me as it is for you. If your current job has a big salary, fantastic benefits, and you find yourself being jealous of an entrepreneur who made $20,000 last year, but is living their dream and loving their life, and they have found a way to make that money work for them, if you're jealous of them, I'm talking to you. So now I want you to write down the fears you have. Seriously, pause, write them down. It's amazing what happens in your brain when you write this stuff down. Because a lot of those fears aren't logically factual. And how many of them are a line in the sand that would just wash away? You have to get them down on paper and then you start to take away their power. So recognizing everybody has blockers, everybody has insecurities, everybody has people in their family looking at them and thinking, this is stupid. Why are they bothering? I'm sure like I have a lot of family members who have not been like, I tell them I have a podcast and they say no words. Like they're either thinking, what is the podcast? Or how dare you? go do this. Why are you doing this? Why do you think anyone cares what you have to say? But you don't worry about that. You just walk away from it. It doesn't help you. So just forget about it. Okay. So we have a couple cases. First is the case for hope. Why does a bright, hopeful future matter? One, hope is an energy source and a motivator that fuels you and propels you. Two, honestly, right now it's probably all you have is hope. Three, when hope is gone, despair sets in. And that is like, ugh, there's nothing worse than despair and misery. 
And hope is actually an essential part of survival. Google it. There's lots of information about it. Hopeful, expectant joy comes from having good things to look forward to. How do you feel when you know you have a trip booked? I had a trip booked this fall and I was so excited. And then it got canceled, obviously. But you know that feeling you get and it felt so good when we booked it. And then I'm like, oh, I'm so sad when it got canceled. But how do you feel when you're expecting other than nauseous and gassy? You feel filled with hopeful expectation. How do you feel when you think about not having all of your travel plans canceled, spending holidays with your family, not wearing masks at the mall? That's hope. That's what hope is. And when people say things that squash your hope, you feel awful. Start to look for these things. They cause a physiological response in your body. And it's incredible. Start to look for hope. So that's one of the reasons there's the case for hope. It's one of the reasons we create, we take the time to figure out what we want, and then we create a path to step into that thing. Second case, the case for knowing yourself. You need to know what you want. You need to know what settling looks like for you because it's different for everybody. You need to know what you want your life to look like. You need to envision it and imagine it what it would feel like to live that life. Full stop. Don't turn this podcast off because it sounds hokey. Do you know how often I ask people what they want? Like I always ask the people that I lead and they just stare at me blankly because our parents didn't really ask us this. They asked us what we could, what we thought we could do based on what we were good at in school. And if you don't have any idea what you want your life to look like, you have no clue what you are shooting for. Honestly, It's okay to scan through LinkedIn and Indeed, but don't settle on any of those jobs without doing the work to learn what it is that you want every day. Because the last thing you want to do is get stuck in another job that does not bring you satisfaction. So first ask yourself, what times in life do you experience the most joy? Okay, outside of when you're like sipping margaritas and having tacos. Is it teaching someone a new skill that you know? Is it advocating for people? Is it serving people? Is it creating something that the world either needs or creating something that is artistic that would bring people's hearts joy from viewing it? Is it performing? I know I post a lot of really ridiculous things on Instagram, but it's because I think you need to laugh more. And if I'm laughing, I'm having a great time. So I share that with you and hope that at least one of you laughs. Is it bringing healing? Is it lighting people up? Oh, there's nothing that makes me happier than lighting people up. Is it rescuing people? Is it being a fixer? Is it seeking justice? Don't believe the lie that you just need to find a way to be happy where you are. If you know you were made for something else, this goes back to that quote I had a minute ago. Don't let your current reality extinguish your dreams and goals because of the stability it represents. Because a lot of us, myself included, have great jobs. And that a lot of times holds us back from pursuing other things. So don't let the stability hold you back. Find ways to create stability and lower the risk for sure if that's what you need to do. But don't let it limit you. So don't believe the lie that you need to just find a way to be happy where you are. If you know you were made for something else, Have you thought about the energy you are wasting by being unfulfilled? Even just feeling grumpy is 
like literally the biggest energy suck of your life. Every time your fear gets in the way, you just need to tell it to shut up and let you brainstorm. Okay. So you need to just be totally honest. In Rachel Hollis's Start to Jade Journal, she makes you do an exercise for yourself about where you want to be in 10 years. Not about who you think you will be, but who you dream of being. I hated this when I first had to do it. And I think it literally took me a week. Um, but now it actually gets me super excited. So no restrictions, no ceilings, no permission from others. So I'm going to read you this excerpt from this book. Okay. So this is at the beginning of her start today journal, which is just basically her giving you advice on how to use the journal. Imagine a decade of time has gone by and you are living your best possible ideal life for yourself. Dream big. Don't put any restriction on it. Don't overthink it. Just allow yourself to envision the most magnificent possible future version of yourself. A decade in the future, what is the best version of yourself doing? What does she or he look like? How does he go about his day? How does she speak to the people she loves? How is she loved in return? What kind of clothes do you wear? What kind of car do you drive? Are you a great cook? Do you love to read? Do you love to run? Get as specific as you possibly can. Where do you go on vacation? What's your favorite restaurant to eat at now that your life is different? What kind of food do you consume? What does it feel like to go throughout your day? Are you optimistic? Are you encouraging to others? After a decade of working on yourself and growing as a person, how much joy is there in your life? Who's in your life? What does your week look like? How do you treat people? How do they treat you? Let your dreams run absolutely wild. Are you happy? Are you energetic? Are you driven? Do you feel ambitious? What's your relationship like with your family members? Do you own a home? And what does it look like? Do you have kids? Do you have a family? Are you married? What's the best of the best? Now, go bigger. What's a bigger version of the best version of you living every day in the best state you know how to be? What do you do for work? What is the highest value that your future self holds? Is it family? Is it loyalty? Is it growth? Be as specific as you can. See it like a movie in your mind. Now, without a second of judgment or overthinking it, I want you to write down everything you just thought of as fast as you can. I don't want you to forget any of it. I want that future version of you to be seared inside your brain. Don't hold back. This is not the time to think it through or tell yourself to slow down. This is not the time for realistic. This is the time to think as big as you can possibly go. That's pretty good. It's pretty powerful. You know what I wrote down on there? I have a top 10 podcast. That's what I wrote a year ago. So I don't have a top 10 podcast, but I have a podcast that's been listened to 1400 times. And that's pretty freaking insane to be totally honest. I didn't know if anyone would listen to it. Okay, so now we've looked at the case for hope, the case for knowing yourself, and now this is the case for purpose. So purpose to me is second to hope. Your hope inspires your purpose. So once you are clear on what lights up your heart, you'll be more clear on the areas of your work, leisure, and volunteering. Some things I feel very purposeful about are coaching people in business is one of them, and finding a way to work with a human trafficking organization. It's something that came up in this Start Today journal where I would write down my dreams like they happened every day. And 
some point in the year, someone said, what's max value, Jody, of where you would want to go in your life? And I was like, oh, if I could do anything, if I could get my voice out there, I would want to work to end slavery. It was so random. I didn't think about it. I didn't think about how that was possible or what that even means. I just said it. And after I said it, I was like, oh, imagine giving your life to something like that. And then immediately I was like, oh, probably only lawyers could do that. Or probably people try to kill you all the time because you're working against something that's like, I don't know, black market and terrifying, but it's in my heart now. It's in my heart. And I've said it out loud and I've written it down. And now I'm looking for ways to enter these areas, these veins. And suddenly, because my phone is super creepy and here's everything, suddenly I'm getting connected with people on Instagram that are working also to end human trafficking. And a girl that I'm going to interview in February on the podcast actually does marketing for a human trafficking organization. Like, can I get a real job working in human trafficking? I didn't even know that was possible. And it all started from a statement that then that I had that came out of my mouth that then I started like digging into further. So maybe these things will turn into work and maybe they will stay as a way I give of myself, but I keep stepping in those directions and just getting more clear every day. So you need to look at it like an onion that you're just peeling back. Now, something I want to talk about is if you're retired, I have very few probably retired listeners, but I would encourage you to take this time to think. And I literally believe the world needs your gifts and your love and your mentorship and your wisdom. I don't think you're meant to live your retirement at home watching CNN. I'm absolutely convinced of this. Obviously I'm 38 and you might be annoyed at this statement, but I'm a hundred percent convinced that a life lived without purpose can make you seek fulfillment in other ways that are unhealthy and you need to pass on your wisdom, knowledge, and love. And this is why I think that many retired people enter somewhat of a identity crisis. You need to be living your own life and you need to keep purpose and you need to have hope. And it doesn't matter if you're retired or not. Okay. Lastly, I have a quote as always. And this one just like this quote breaks my heart. There's no greater agony than bearing an untold story inside you. There's no greater agony than bearing an untold story inside you. It's Maya Angelou. So what is your untold story inside you? Lastly, the case for vision. So if any of you haven't listened to my podcast with Laura Leflar, it was the third week of October, I think. And she's an executive coach with Novus Global. I would tell you to go give that a listen. So we had the case for hope, the case for knowing yourself, the case for purpose, and now at last, the case for vision. So Laura says that even the guy who sits in his basement, eats dollar store food, and plays video games all day, he has a vision. That's what he's living out. It's, it's his vision. You can create a new vision. And so we're talking today about creating a new vision. So I don't know what your vision is right now that you're living, but creating a new vision. So I created a vision in 2018. And now I kind of still use that as my foundation. I check back on it to see if it's changed or where I want to tweak it and stuff. But my, from my big vision, I create, I have what I want to create in business, what I want to create at home, and what do I want to create in my spiritual life. So I have those three categories as part of my big overall vision. So I break it down, basically leadership, personal and family, and then spiritual. So first you have to know what you want to be. Then you want to know where you want to go and what you want to do. And then you create this vision that fills the gap. What's in the gap between what you are now 
and that person either 10 years from now or hopefully sooner. Cause a lot of the stuff you get working on, it's a lot quicker than you think. So I have a yearly to-do list. What items need to be on your yearly to-do list that will fill the gap between where you are and where you want to be. Okay. And then I have my three categories because it holds me accountable. I want to be an exceptional wife. Well, that means I need to spend some time with my husband all the time. And I need to check back on that. And then I have a quarterly action plan. So I break it down into a very doable list per quarter because you're going to go do it. So might as well have it broken down per quarter. Then I have weekly to-do lists. And this is as simple as it sounds. You fit in what you can and you stay committed to what you want overall. And you actually can affect big changes over time with small weekly to-do lists. And then you follow up. I check in on my yearly to-do list in July and November to see where I'm at. And you make the rules. So you can decide if at some point your vision has changed and if some things need to be taken off or moved to next year. I want to write a book for teen girls and I have 19 pages, I think, written. But I moved that. Once I realized I needed to focus on the podcast, I moved that to 2021. So you pick and you choose and you live your life according to your own rules. And lastly, accountability. Find a couple people who want to grow and make a plan to connect with them weekly or biweekly. I meet with two girls and we call it our clarity collaboration. We meet once a week on Zoom. We spend seven minutes each talking on what we're working on and what we're committed to. And then seven minutes getting feedback from the group. And this mastermind has been super powerful and it's free. And we are finishing and starting and launching and doing all these amazing things together. It's really powerful. We call each other on our crap and we support each other. My best friends who I dearly love do not hold me accountable in this area. So you probably need to look beyond your current circle. Seek out someone a little bit different. Someone may be looking to live the same way you do. So that's how we break the vision down. First, you have to know yourself. You have to know your purpose. You have to hope and plan. And then you create a vision with a yearly to-do list, a quarterly action plan, a weekly to-do list, follow-up, accountability, you have it all. You have it all, and now you just have to take the time and do these things and go through and go live your best life. Before I was the More Jody podcast, I was living my best life, and it became a big joke with all my friends doing headstands on their paddleboard and be like, look at me, I'm living my best life. But go find your best life. You deserve it and you are absolutely worth it. And just imagine how much you can impact your family, your friends, the world, your business. If you live fired up, clear on where you're going and full out and let's have an awesome 2021. so much fun. Thanks so much for being here. Please click subscribe, rate and review this podcast, share it with everyone you know, and I will be back here next week with more stories, more courage, more vulnerability, and just a little more Jody to brighten your day.